Welcome to the sermon podcast of Faith Lutheran Church in Oregon, Wisconsin, proclaiming the historic faith of Christ crucified and the promises of God that our faith clings to. For more information, visit us online at faithlutheranoregon.com. Most of the Sundays of the festival half of the church year, uh, so from Advent to Pentecost, uh, have been given Latin names which set the theme or the tone for the church's worship on that Sunday. They come from the introit, which historically would have been the first thing you would hear when you would walk into church. It's, it's kind of like the title of a, a chapter of a book, with each Sunday being a different chapter in this, this marvelous story of our salvation. Today's chapter title is called Quasimodo Geneti Sunday. You see that on the, the front cover of your service folder. Or quasi, uh, the word for like, uh, mode, uh, mode uh, in the mode of, and uh, geneti, uh, newborn babe. So like a newborn babe. It came, comes from 1 Peter 2.2, 2, which was the intro it that you heard this morning. As newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word. And the verse continues, so that by it you may grow up with the result being salvation. Certainly you have tasted that the Lord is good. Now you might think of the, the Disney character Quasimodo, uh, who was actually so named in the book at least because it was on the Sunday after Easter, Quasimodo Sunday, that a crying newborn infant was discovered abandoned on the steps of Notre Dame Cathedral. And so he's taken in by the church, baptized, and he's given the name of the day on which he was found, Quasimodo. But even cooler than having a connection to a mediocre Disney movie from the 90s are the historical connections to this Sunday after Easter from the first few hundred years after Christianity. In the early church, new believers and converts to Christianity would be taken through an intense period of catechesis during the 40 days of Lent. Uh, and then on Easter Eve, uh, during the Easter vigil, the catechumens would be baptized. Uh, that's why we had a, a service of baptismal remembrance uh, last Saturday evening during our vigil. And so quite literally, these individuals were moving from death to new life, participating in the death and resurrection of Jesus from the dead through their baptism. In baptism, they are literally born again. No matter how young or old they are, they are receiving new life. They are born again. And then coming out of the water, just as Israel came out of, of the Red Sea, they're no longer slaves to sin, but they are reborn as sons of God. And to show this, the baptized would be given a white robe to wear. And they'd wear that robe for a, a whole week, seven days. And, and then on the following Sunday, today, the eighth day, which in Scripture, the, the eighth day always symbolizes the, the day outside of time, eternity, they would take off that white robe and, and put on their street clothes on again. But as they did so, they would hear the intro, which you heard today, and be admonished in the words of St. Peter, which actually seems kind of strange. As newborn babes desired the pure milk of the Word. Now, for most unless your name is Ethan, uh, to be called a baby or an infant would be an insult. 
but Scripture says that's exactly what we all should be, even after baptism. But you think that after being baptized, well, now it's time to grow up. In fact, you hear this in, in various circles of Christianity, pietistic circles that, that overemphasize outward actions and, and overemphasize the, the growth of your personal faith. Why does Scripture tell us to become like newborn infants? Is it because we, we need to suspend our intellect to, to, to believe Christianity? No. It's simply that infants are helpless, and they don't pretend otherwise. Newborn infants need to eat. It's usually the first thing they do. They long to be fed, and, and especially at the most inconvenient times. 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 4 a.m. It's the same for newborn Christians. Baptized Christians of, of all ages, we need to eat, and we need to eat the right food, healthy food, spiritual food that nourishes the spirit. Junk food is not good for babies, and it's not good for grown adults either. Pure spiritual milk is what we all need to be fed, regardless of how young or old you are. And so when we come together for worship, our sanctuary it is like a hospital filled, uh, a, a hospital nursery filled with newborn infants who are all just waiting to be fed with pure spiritual milk. It's like a nest full of baby birds with, with our mouths uh, tilted back, wide open, uh, just waiting for our Lord to drop his food into our mouths and receiving again the, the faith, the salvation that's already ours through holy baptism. And the reality is we, we never outgrow our need for this. We who are baptized are never weaned from the pure spiritual milk of the Holy Gospel. Jesus himself said that those who, like an infant, cry to the Lord day and night will be helped. But we suffer from pride too. We don't want to believe that we're helpless. Often we're tempted to believe that we're, we're more mature than, than we actually are. This is where Thomas was at. Thomas thought he was more mature. He's fine on his own, didn't need the rest of the congregation of baby birds. So he goes off on his own, while the rest are, are huddled together like a bunch of little babies. But this actually might be the best way to look at the disciples. That, that little church that's gathered behind locked doors in our gospel lesson. On the evening of the first day of the week, the disciples were together behind locked doors because of their fear of the Jews. Their Lord had been snatched away from them, uh, nailed to a cross, placed in a tomb, sealed in there. Who's going to feed them? Who's going to take care of them? How will they survive? They're huddled together in fear like, like newborn babies uh, when, when their parents step out of the room. This is certainly not the picture of the mature, grown-up church we might like to brag to others about. Most of us would say that this is a picture of a church in big trouble. You're never going to grow with that kind of attitude. They need a, a new vision, a new program. They need a new book to read. They need 
to grow up. But this church does have one thing going for it. Jesus comes to them. He comes to them. And this is the only thing that really matters. Jesus walks right into their fear. He comes right through the locked doors and into their pathetic little sanctuary. He doesn't even bother to knock or or to wait for them to invite him to come into their heart. He just comes. He comes to his dear little children and he begins to feed them with pure spiritual milk. Peace be with you, Jesus says. It is 100% pure. No additives, no scolding, No conditions, no hoops they must first jump through. It is pure grace, pure gospel. And then he shows them his hands and side. So the disciples rejoice when they see the Lord. And then Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. Just as the Father has sent me, I am also sending you. And he breathes on them and And just as the breath of the Holy Spirit entered into the lifeless clay of the first man, Adam, and made him to be alive, so now does the Holy Spirit enliven and sanctify these newborn babies. They've tasted and seen with their own eyes that the Lord is good. And now they're ready to unlock the doors and to go out into the world and to feed others with that same pure spiritual milk they have now been so wonderfully fed. And who do they go to but Thomas? The one who thought he didn't need church. They tell him the good news, but Thomas can't believe it. The apostolic word isn't isn't enough for him. What, you you think I'm a a baby or something? He's a a mature, grown adult who, who doesn't believe in crazy stories like this. Unless I see the nail marks in his hands and, and put my finger into the nail marks and, 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 and put my hand into his side, I will never believe. But eight days later, the next Sunday, which is today, Thomas is again in church with all the others. Once again, the disciples are, are in the room with the doors locked. Still afraid. Still unsure. Still like newborn babies. They don't learn things the first time. They need to be repeated and repeated over and over and over again, week after week. So Jesus, once again, enters the room, right through the locked doors, and he feeds his little babies with pure spiritual milk once again. And once again, he says, peace be with you. And once again, he he shows everyone his wounds. And then he invites Thomas to touch and see and, and stop acting like a big, strong adult and start acting like a little baby. And Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Not bad for a baby's first words. By baptism... By the Holy Spirit breathing on Ethan this morning, 
being washed in the water and the blood from Jesus' side. This is now Ethan's confession too. In fact, you heard it from the mouths of his godparents and parents this morning. And you yourself confessed it in the words of the creed right afterwards. Not bad for first words. And the truth is, none of us are ever so grown up and mature in our faith than we are when we are like newborn infants who know just how totally helpless we are, who know just how totally dependent we are on Jesus and, and long to be fed with the pure spiritual milk of the Holy Gospel. The more you're fed, the more you long for more. The more you drink in, the, the more you grow up in your salvation. And the more you grow up in your salvation, the more you realize what a baby you, you really are. And you never stop crying out to the Lord day and night for more pure spiritual milk. And so it's for this very reason that we huddle together each and every week. And we repeat week after week after week after week, exactly what Jesus told his disciples. Take in your hands my body. Taste and see that I am good. Take and drink. This is my blood given for you for the forgiveness of all of your sins. And right before we receive Jesus, we hear the same words of Jesus. Peace be with you. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And so, as St. Peter would say, let's be babies. Desire the pure milk of the Word, day and night. Never stop. Grow into the faith that you've already received. Taste and see the Lord is good. Peace be with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, forevermore. Amen.